Good morning, truth. It seems that the election is over. The count is done. We have a new president-elect. But there's still so much work to be done. Now, if we turn to 2 Peter 3, 10 through 13, the word of God tells us that the day of the Lord will come like a thief. In other words, when God begins to shift things in the atmosphere, it's so smooth and so unexplainable that it's as if a thief has come on the scene. So yes, the election of 2020 was stolen, but not by Biden, not by Democrats, not by the hands of any man, but by the power of God who has decided to shift the atmosphere. 2 Peter 3.13 concludes with telling us, according to his promise, we should stand in expectation, waiting and hastening for new heavens and new earth in which righteousness dwells. It is very apparent that even those who don't know God, who has never studied the word of God, heard the voice of God, and felt a discomfort in their spirit as our country was spiraling out of alignment with the will of God. And today I want to say on the behalf of the generations to come, thank you all. Thank each of you for your prayers. Thank each of you for your votes and your yielding to the voice and the spirit of God. But we also have to be mindful that when one person, just one person cries out to God for the shifting of the atmosphere that makes the devil very mad. So you can just imagine today, as we have witnessed over 74 million votes that were cast crying out for the shifting of the atmosphere, you can just imagine how angry Satan is today. We have to be mindful that the victory our country is currently basking in is a milestone in the work ahead. And as President-elect Biden said, we have to heal. It's time we become more committed to healing than blaming or fighting battles between us. Mark 3, 23 through 24, ask a question. How can Satan cast out Satan? The question is posed to remind us, if a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. Meaning we cannot continue to expect to succeed in any of our efforts if we keep entertaining the ways and the will of Satan, which is to keep turmoil, strife, bitterness, blame, and anger alive. And I understand that our politics our policies, and people have hurt some people in ways unimaginable. The saddest commentary concerning hurt people is that hurt people hurt people, and that chain of hurt just continues until someone is courageous enough to seek God's face and make the decision that from this day forward, I will operate according to the mandate of God. It's okay to get angry when wrong or when you see wrong. Anger fuels passion, 
which is oftentimes the only inspiration that gets people fired up enough to do something. How do we know that anger is okay? Because Ephesians 4 and 6 tells us, be angry. But the verse goes on to say, but do not sin. See, because misplaced anger will cause us to sin, which is why Satan preys on the anger, those who have been wronged. Because anger is a component of vulnerability and can easily sway to go left or right. But I urge you to use your anger, your disappointments, your hurts, to make things right. And not just for yourself, but for others. When anger arises, keep these two scriptures close. James 4 and 17, which tells us, when you know what is right to do and don't do it, that is sin. And Philippians 2, 3, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Remember, when you start your day with truth, blessings throughout the remainder of the day is inevitable. Theme music is composed by Darren J. Ross and can be purchased at iTunes.